one. All right, guys, welcome back to the Food Fitness Family Podcast with myself, Caleb, and Marcus. Uh, you know, as always, if you like it, make sure to leave us a review, hit that subscribe button. If you don't like it, don't tell anybody. Uh, that would be appreciated. But you know, well, episode two today, we're going to talk about low hanging fruit. This is the second time we're doing the intro because I completely misnamed our po- own podcast. So we're going to get rolling today. But uh, before we get in, let's go talk about how our last week was, man. How was, how was your week, Marcus? Week was pretty good. Um, Sleep has been a little bit off for me recently, which is usually right on point. Uh, I think it's got more things going on in life right now, just more things in my mind, you know, waking up kind of ready to go as soon as I wake up at the moment, um, trying to get to my to-do list, whatnot. But aside from that, life is good. Uh, I think I signed up four or five new clients. So business is rolling this week. Nice. Um, that was a very, yeah, very, very solid week to end out, uh, end out the quarter, end out September. Uh, we've got, we had a rehearsal dinner last night. We got a wedding today. Um, and then we had some plans canceled on Sunday. So we're just looking forward to, you know, uh, nursing our hangover a little bit. If we got one, since I haven't drank in about three or four months, we'll probably drink a little bit tonight, but, uh, then, you know, back to work on, on Sunday and Monday. How about yourself? Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, man. I, I had a pretty good week myself. Uh, I think I signed up three, three new clients online. Um, and then I had a, a what was it yesterday? I had an old client text me. Um, I want to get a workout in yesterday. So, uh, got her in. I think she's going to come back, you know, to in-person sessions. Um, she's had a lot of health issues lately. Um, and I'm not going to say she, for me, she's not a difficult client to deal with, but she's a lot for a lot of people. And like, she does work at another gym locally and she has a trainer there and she kind of just steamrolls her trainer. Uh, so not many people know how to handle her. Yeah. Uh, and I had no problem just being mean to her. So we have like a good dynamic, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then I had another old client get a hold of me. He's coming in Monday night. It looks like he's probably going to be coming back. So, uh, very eventful week. Um, what had a refeed yesterday, 500. So feeling a little better. And honestly, I'm just kind of proud of myself. It's Saturday morning. I've already seven 30. What I've already done an hour of cardio eating cup of coffee. Oh, nice. Yeah. So when I texted uh, you this morning, before we hopped on here, I was like, I bet he's still sleeping. Never nah, mind. Man. You got it knocked no, I, out, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was up at five. I had to do my check-ins. Uh, I got an hour of cardio done and already eight. I was actually waiting on you. I was already on my computer checking emails and shit like that. So dude, you're rolling. I was upstairs doing dishes. I was like, I'm going to text him because we need to get on here in about 20 minutes. Uh, dude, <laughs> that's awesome. You know, you know, I'm not a morning person. This, I think this week yeah. you've literally texted me every day within five minutes of me waking up. Yeah. And I, like, I, I'm like at a stoplight in Liberty, uh, uh, headed to, to my place, to, to my school to work. Uh, and I'm like, Hey, I should probably text Caleb about whatever. The yeah. is. <laughs> That's awesome. But, uh, and you got to the end last week on a, on a big chiefs loss and a Colts win. Oh dude, I forgot about that. Yeah. For the shoe baby. Yeah. That was a, that was a great day. I've been collecting money all week. I, I actually, I'm, I'm proud of people because I bet so many they people, but I, for, I forgot who I bet like this one kid. I haven't seen him in like three months. He just walked up to me. And paid me, and I was like, awesome. "Oh, that!" I just played it off. I was like, "Yeah, thanks, man." And then this <laughs> other kid, he's like seventeen. I bet him ten bucks, and he came up. He's salty, and he gave me his money. I was like, "I said I don't want to take this, but I need to teach you some life lessons." So I'm gonna- <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. So yeah, man. So it was a really good week. So, um, but yeah, man. Let's uh, let's get into today's topic. So today we're going to talk about low hanging fruit and. You know, what that means is what, what are some of the easiest ways that you can start to make changes in your fitness journey, uh, whether that be weight loss, I mean, possibly even weight gain, you know, depending on what we're looking at. Um, but yeah, Marcus, why don't we get rolling with it? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, you know, low hanging fruit, essentially, these are just the easy, easy changes that anybody can do. You know, some people, they're not ready to fully commit to full on lifestyle changes, you know, getting to the gym three, four days a week. Uh, you know, doing the full meal prep and all that stuff. Well, all that stuff is essential. Some people are not ready to kind of dive into that. So these are going to be some just easy things that anybody at any point in their life, no matter how busy you are, can easily add these into things. I always like to talk about, you know, merging, um, merging the lifestyle we want to have versus the lifestyle we already have, as, as opposed to working against ourselves is working against or working with ourselves. Yep. So that's what these are kind of focused on here. So number one, and I, you know, I talked about this with my elementary school PE students is, is just drinking more water. Um, 
a lot of people will always tell me, you know, clients or, or kids, whatever the case is that I don't like taste of water. It's water. It, it, it's not supposed to be tasteful. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, it's nice to have a nice taste in your mouth here or there, but when it comes down to, you need water, your, that's the most important thing that your, your yeah. body needs. Um, and it's going to help in every facet of your entire health of your body, of your energy, of your, your mental cognition, everything else with it. And not to mention my biggest frustration with this topic in particular is that we have no excuse to not drink water. Yeah. If you're living in America, for the most part, you have access to clean drinking water anywhere you are at any given time. You can always yeah, get, you can always find water, whether you got to pay for it or it's free in just our house, not a big house. I probably have eight or nine different locations where I can get cleaner drinking water than pretty much anywhere in the world for the most part, barring a couple other places. So there's really no excuse yeah. to have it. And then knowing, and I, I'm kind of getting off tangent about it, but it, I'm passionate about this part because there's so many people around the world that don't have access to it. Um, we just take it for granted. Yeah. I mean, th there, yeah. there's kids that have to walk literally miles before school to go get that, like in other and, countries. And it's, and it's dirty. And, it, and it's dirty. Exactly. Yeah. And they're going to potentially get sick from their, their drinking water, but it's so important to just staying alive that they have to go get that water and risk getting sick for it. So yeah. then for somebody to sit here in America and say that, nah, I don't like drinking water. That's shut up. Yes. Drink so, it. so aggravating. <laughs> so aggravating. There, uh, I had this guy that she worked with and he, he was one, he hated water. And I remember she told me this story and I was like, just in awe. Uh, and he literally, kept a case of monsters by his bed, would wake up, crack one open, and he drank monster all day. Oh my God. And as soon as he got off work, it was beer. Like he was like, I don't remember the last time I physically took a drink of water. And I was like, oh my, my kidneys would fall out of my body. I was going to say, I would love, love, I would pay to see his blood work. Yeah, but you know what? Some people are like that. Like, I, you know, I write Tatiana to, to drink more water and Cause she, she used to just drink pop all day. Like yeah. actually for a while I had a rule that like, she was not allowed to open like a diet pop or like a ginger ale until she um, had like 12 ounces of water. Yeah. We had her blood work done, bro. And her GFR was like twice mine. And it's like, mine's not even that, mine's not even bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, yeah. I was so, I was appalled, frustrated. And she was like, mm, I guess I have my ginger ale. And I was like, I'm gonna punch you in your face. What, what, uh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, coming back to that, you know, whenever we're talking, you know, with our families about making changes, stuff like that, it, it has nothing to do with body image or the, what the scale says or anything like that, you know, cause you know, me, me, Nicole, we'll talk about what she's doing nutrition wise and stuff like that. And it's never about the physical aspect of it. It's much more about how, how do you feel? If you complain yeah. about feeling terrible all week long, then let's, let's forego the, the extra choice. That's only going to make you feel worse, yeah. you know, because ultimately that's going to affect your happiness on a day-to-day -day basis. If you're not feeling good because you're not just handling the, you know, the certain essentials and that goes for everybody. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, man, it, you can almost tie every issue back to water consumption. Like, Definitely. Oh man, my head's killing me. Oh, how much water have you had today? Uh, yeah. My pump sucked. Oh, how much water have you had today? Uh, I'm really constipated. Well, how much water have you had today? Water plays such an integral part in everything. You know, it, it what is it like 60%, 70% of our body is like made up of water. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's an essential thing. And especially with the digestive system, um, you know, it helps keep motility. It helps keep your, your intestines and everything flowing. So you could literally poop. Um, you know, it helps transport nutrients. It, it's, it's really like the king thing. It is. Um, and, and I know like if, if I don't even get a gallon, like my lips are chapped, you know what yep. I mean? I feel like I'm in a desert. <laughs> yep. Yep. So well, no, it, it's, it's very true. And really once you start making the habit of drinking more and more water, your body starts craving it more and then it becomes a lot yeah. easier to, to drink it. Like right now I've already had 50 ounces this morning. I got up about an hour ago and I'll probably knock out another 50 ounces before I even leave to go to the gym this morning. So I'll be at a hundred ounces easily 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 um another funny thing just in terms of talking about the kids side of things is uh because again i teach elementary school pe um as well and i always you know anytime a kid has a headache anytime their stomach hurts anytime they fall down and scrape their leg go get a drink of water you're going to feel so much better after you get a drink of water i'm just trying to in instill that yeah. in them that water is the first place i need to go whenever i'm not feeling right yeah. do that first and then if that doesn't help then okay we can work back and figure out what the, what the issue is, but 
Oh, your so arm's not- broken? Go get a drink of water. Exactly. Okay, yes, 100%. Later. We'll start there, <laughs> and then we'll go see uh, our nurse upstairs, and then we'll handle, handle it from there. But, yeah, I'll always start with water. Um, and, again, that's just teaching those, those good habits is, you know, reach for what's actually probably going to solve your problem versus, you know, um, ex- you know, going straight to the medicine cabinet and grabbing something for yeah. a headache or something for a stomach ache. Start yeah, with water sure. reflect on that. But, um, yeah, no, that's definitely a good one. And, you know, and then on top of that, um, you know, making the swap from, from like, especially a whole, like regular soda, regular pop, you know, regular can of Coke. I get it. You know, my grandma was addicted to it for her entire life. Half of her home decor was Coca-Cola stuff. Um, but when it comes down to it, that's, it's such an easy swap. And I know it's hard at first. Um, I mean, I grew up addicted to pop. I was drinking it daily. I think it was oh, yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Know, like four Pepsis a day. Yeah. And honestly, that was kind of, that was part of all of our nutrition um, growing up really into, I, I feel like, you know, probably into the early two thousands that really that started kind of shifting a little bit and then diet became a little bit more, more of a thing. Um, and parents started saying, oh, no, no pop or less pop, whatever the cases to our kids. But um, yeah, swap making that swap, because right there, if you're looking at it in, in terms of a calorie perspective, a regular can of Coke, I don't know exactly what it has, but roughly it's like 140. 140, 140 cows. Cal- yeah. And, and yeah. all of that, all of that is coming directly from the added sugar that's in it. Yeah. And that's, that's a 12 ounce, that's a 12 ounce can, you know, that's not yeah. the 20 ounce bottles that yeah. you get at the store. Yeah. And you know, I see plenty of people drinking bigger, bigger things than that. Um, and knocking. Bro, out I saw a guy one time, it was like six 30 in the morning and he had like, I don't know what they're called. Like a Bubba. I don't, it was like a big thermos. It was like 60, 80 ounces. And it was full of that. It was code red mountain dude. He was just standing there oh. and it was like six 30 in the morning. And I was like, good God, man, I would die by the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, like, you know, when people that, when that is part of their daily life, you don't really feel horrible because you don't know what it's like to feel yeah. good. So that's just your normal every day. So I love when I get a client to kind of make that switch or make some of these switches that we're talking about. And then they're like, I didn't know I could feel this good. Dude, You've only been doing this for a week. Get, yeah. Give me a month. Give me two months of this. And number one, you're going to be feeling amazing. Number two, next time you go to take a sip of that same thing that you've been, you know, drinking your entire life, you're going to immediately recognize, wow, this makes me feel awful. This has so much sugar in it. And ultimately the people that are drinking a lot of pop like that, as soon as you cut it out, it's a game changer. Yeah. You know, now you're dropping pounds very quickly without making any other changes just because you eliminated the 500 plus calories you're getting a day from soda. And yep. then, you know, you, you look at diet as well. Um, that is obviously when, when you compare the two evils, if you look at them as both evils, it's still better diet because at least you're not getting the calorie intake on top of things. I still look at them both as not really being great for your gut health and other things like that. Um, I don't like a lot of processed food whenever I can avoid it. And to me, I'm going to prioritize a different processed food over what I'm drinking just because I love water. Um, but, you know, I think another thing that's helpful for a lot of people is adding in, you know, meal drops or whatever, whatever little water flavoring, if you absolutely must, you can't get over the aspect of drinking plain, clean drinking water. Then yeah, add in what you need to. But again, if you're getting away from those pops and those sodas, you're going to be in a lot better place. Yeah, man, I agree. You know, uh, a lot of people don't realize that uh, carbonation actually dehydrates you. So you're not drinking water, you're drinking a lot of pop. Uh, it's going to dehydrate you even more. Um, with with the pop, like like you said, there's so many calories. Now, I love diet pop. Like I probably have one a day. It's like my guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, but I still try to get as much water in as possible. I'm going to get at least a gallon and a half in. If I don't have a gallon in it when I'm home at night, then I'm not even going to think about cracking one open, yeah. you know? Um, but there are the meal drops. There are different water flavorings that you can put in, but you still kind of need to be careful with that. You know what I mean? Like we don't need to be going crazy. I tell people all the time, you could put lemon in your water, different things like that to help flavor it. But one of my favorite things I did was that honestly, like we are kind of spoiled and, and tap water, we do have it, but it is loaded with a lot of contaminants it is you can actually i actually bought a water filter that came with a meter Uh, i need to post about this but it had like 290 parts per million of contaminants so i started buying nothing but um what is it Uh, like the gallons and then i was spending like 40 bucks a month on water so i bought this zero water filter i spent like 25 bucks a month on filters but it takes all the contaminants out and it tastes a lot cleaner the taste difference is 
is pretty intense. So that makes it a lot easier. And actually, if you've gotten a uh, wife to drink more water from it, that's all the water that Max does. Awesome. Like even when I cook like my cream of rice or something, I only use that water. Exactly. So yeah, I try to do a lot better. You know, that stuff really does, do, does affect your gut. And even yeah. like the carbon, the carbonation in the diet pops is awful for your gut. Yeah. So if you're drinking four or five, six a day, like you're going to be bloated, you're going to be gassy. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. you're, you're literally putting air in your digestive system, which isn't supposed to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Well, so that's actually a change where like I've, I've drank, you know, at least a gallon of water a day for, you know, well over a decade, if not closer to two gallons sometimes especially during prep and things like that. Um, and unfortunately, my majority of the time does come from uh, just out of convenience and out of just time efficiency is from tap water. Usually, luckily at school, we have a, a nice like water filtration um, water fountain that I'll fill up a lot. So then at least during my work days, I'm getting well over half my water from that, that filtered water. But uh, yeah, that is something I would like to, to make a change with at home. Yeah, so I actually bought this. It's it's like Arctic. I got it on e on eBay, Amazon, and it's a full gallon. Yeah. And it was only like forty five bucks. So I make sure to fill this up every day. Yeah. You know, when I'm doing my cardio in the morning, I probably have a liter, liter and a half, and yeah. then I drink this throughout the day. And then when I get home, I probably have another liter, liter and a half. There you go. So it kind it kind of works out, but yeah. So it's we, not too bad. Yeah. No, that, that that's all good stuff. And well, and then just the one more thing to you know, tap off uh, or top off the the water uh conversation side of things um you know like for instance i got done with my show a couple of weeks ago um and you said hey enjoy your weekend you know eat what you're going to eat because we were going to lock back in on prep the, that following monday what was the number one thing you said just make sure you do this all, Hydr all, all week hydrate hydrate yeah. hydrate yep yep and that's for so many different reasons but you know i number one it's going to help out with the digestion side of things it's going to keep me from getting dehydrated because then what's going to happen is if I'm now going from drinking a gallon to two gallons a day to maybe got a half gallon because I'm busy out doing stuff all weekend long, my body's going to hold on to every little ounce of, of water that does come into me. That sodium is just going to retain all that water as well that I ate from all the you know higher processed foods or whatever I ate out. And then I'm going to come into Monday feeling bloated and being up five yeah. to eight pounds. And that, that's, that's what the average person doesn't necessarily understand is that the more water you drink, the less your body really needs it and it starts shedding off that water weight. But yeah. as soon as you under drink your water, your body swells up like a little balloon and it holds on to every little ounce, just like it would if you're in you know starvation mode of food is that your body wants to conserve everything it possibly can. Cause it doesn't know where the next source of water is going to come in at. Yeah. Well, you know, that's twofold there. Cause I mean, what happens when we're done with the show, we usually go out, we bench, you know what I mean? We have food that night, we have food the next day and we usually go straight towards sweets, mm -hmm. salty, deep fried, you know what I mean? These heavy foods. And after a show, you're really dehydrated. We have to dry you out. So you, you have all this sugary, sweet saltiness that's like overloaded in salt and we're not drinking water and it's just going to sit there. And that's when you start to get a demon in the ankle, swollen hands, swollen face. And honestly, it's really dangerous. Like there, there have been things where like people have literally killed themselves because they've eaten so much and they're not hydrating and their body's not ready for it that their kidneys can't handle the extra fluid and they go into kidney failure. So yep. it really is important. I know when I get off stage, I usually have a Gatorade zero or something like that, or a normal Gatorade right away. And then I'll chug I mean, I, I don't know if I'll chug it, but from the time I leave the venue to the time I go to eat, I'll have a liter and a half to two liters of water. And I know that sounds like a lot of fluid, but it keeps me from overeating because I'm already full from the fluid. And it also gets a kickstart on helping rehydrate me. And boom, you just mentioned another perk to drinking more water is that it's going to keep you a little bit more full. Obviously, yeah. it doesn't really satiate you a whole lot, but you just got a fuller stomach. So you're already going to be less tempted to, to overeat, like you just said. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I'm, we could probably do an entire yeah. entire on, podcast on water. Just, just on yeah. water. But but if you're not recognizing it yet, water is super essential and it should never be undervalued. And it's got to be a top priority. And again, it's something that you can do. Uh, one last thing about it is, you know, timing of water. I understand that some jobs, some careers don't really allow for bathroom breaks whenever you need it. You know, again, I work with teachers. They have certain times built into their day where they can leave the classroom, but sometimes they're in there for three, you know, three or four straight hours teaching and doing, you know, various things. Uh, and unless they schedule full on bathroom breaks with their class, but even if they do that, 
the teacher's not going to the bathroom, the kids are going to the bathroom. Yep. So you've got to kind of figure that out. So what I always recommend with, with teachers, and I do this for myself as well, is you just need to get into a routine of timing your water appropriately. So for instance, you know, uh, Nicole and I keep a, a shaker cup right next to the sink. So every morning, whenever, you know, I get up and start my day at like 5.50 in the morning, I'll go in there and have two full shaker cups before I do anything else for the day. And boom, I'm already at 50 ounces. Now that might be a lot for the normal person that maybe doesn't drink a lot of water, but Nicole does the same thing. She doesn't even drink nearly as much water as I do. So she'll go knock that out. But so that way you're number one, you're already starting your day with it. And you're in an environment that you can use the bathroom within probably the next hour to hour and a half, which is yep. when you're going to need to use the bathroom. So time it that way. So boom, you already started off a big win for that. And then again, you know, for those teachers or whatever career, you know, field that you're in is then timing it so that, okay, I'm not going to have a bathroom break for another three hours. So don't drink a lot of water, maybe just sip just to, to get a little bit in there. But then whenever you have an hour left before you know that bathroom break is coming up, then start slamming down some water, get in what you can get another 25 to 50 ounces in. If you did that already in just those two settings or, you know, two, two routine aspects uh, from the day, you're already at anywhere from 50 to hundred ounces. And that's yeah. already more than what you're probably doing and what the average person's probably doing. And then do that same thing. So now you go to lunch break, you go to the bathroom, you know, sip on water again for the next couple of hours when you know that work is about to end or you're going to have another, you know, planning period or bathroom break, boom, slam some more water. And so again, just getting into those good routines, whenever I'm working out at the gym, I'm going to get anywhere from 25 to 75 ounces easy, uh, just intro workout. And that's how I personally get to, to, you know, anywhere from 150 to 200 ounces a day. Uh, but so yeah, time, time it right. If you can get a good routine of it, you'll be all right. Yeah, no, hundred percent. So yeah, well, we've kind of beaten that one. So let's move on to the next, next one, one. Uh, which is going to be, we'll save the best for last, but uh, you know, moving more. Um, today's world, especially with everyone working from home, we're very sedentary. We don't move very much. You know, if you were to track your steps, uh, you probably would be getting a lot less than what you expected. I've seen clients get anywhere. I had one client one time, she was as low as 800 steps a day. You know, that's almost just not moving ever. Uh, I think I had the flu one time and I still hit 500 and my apartment was like 300 square feet, you know? So we need to focus on moving more. Now, maybe that could be getting up and committing to walking 10, 15 minutes in the morning. That would be huge to start your day, you know, leaving things upstairs. So you have to go down upstairs or downstairs twice to get it, to increase your steps, maybe parking in the back of the parking lot at Walmart. You know, these are really big things that you can do to increase your activity levels that aren't going to take a lot of effort. You know, just walking is not hard. It's not physically demanding uh, unless you are someone who has quite amount of excess body weight on them. Or prior injuries. Yeah. Or injuries. I understand that can be taxing, but for the average person, like walking is really easy. Mm -hmm. So just doing little things like that, walking up and down every aisle, you know, these are, these are really small things that you could do. Um, you know, you, uh, go ahead with your example earlier that you had really good with one of your clients. Um, oh, oh, uh, about, um, the resistance bands. Yeah. 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 So I've got another client of mine. She's also an elementary school, uh, teacher. Um, but she also has had a couple of babies over the past couple of years. She has a newborn, I think three or four months at home. Um, so on top of her career responsibilities, her, um, you know, you know, clean the house and doing all that, that, you know, the major or not, not the major, but the, the little things around the house on top of taking care of kids. She doesn't have the time to get a, a true solid workout in, let alone even go to the gym. Like that's definitely not happening at the moment. So I just recommend to her, you know, you're going to have these little windows of time. That's maybe only two or three minutes at a time in between little things that you're doing, whether it's feeding your kid or doing the dishes, whatever the case is. And so just keeping resistance bands with you. Um, and then you can bust out you know, a hundred reps of bicep curls with just resistance bands and feel good about that. You can bust out, you know, just little sets of squats. You can bust out little sets of walls, uh, wall sits or push-ups or sit-ups, whatever the case is. And these seem really small and you're like, that's not a true workout, but it adds up. If, if yeah. you're busy, you know, doing chores around the house for a little bit, number one, you're moving. That's kind of your rest period. Whenever you get up to, to walk across and go do whatever, and then just bust out 20 or 30 reps of whatever. And if you can keep doing that, you just tied in an actual workout where you got quality reps in, you got that extra movement in all into what your day is looking like already. Yeah. You know, it doesn't always have to be anything crazy. You know, if, if Tatiana can't work out one thing that she likes to do and she'll do it with Max too. So try to make it fun to show him some physical, physical fitness is, 
maybe do like 10 air squats, a lunge, some push-ups, sit-ups, like you said at home, but maybe you're not comfortable doing an air squat because you feel like you're not going to do it right or you're going to fall. Stand up and down or sit up and down off the couch 15 times. Yep. You know what I mean? You're not going to fall there. You have something to catch you. Yep. But it, I really think that if a lot of people could commit to just walking for 15 minutes, maybe walking a mile total a day, which isn't too much when you think about it uh, by all the steps that you're already getting in, maybe committing to one to two 30 minute like exercise sessions a week, whether that be, excuse me, I'm sorry, whether that be body weight, whether that be resistance training, bands, you know, a hit workout, I, that would increase a lot for you. It's going to help, you know, it's going to help your glucose. It's going to help you with food better. It's going to help you burn some fat. It's going to help you build a little muscle tone. You know, these are all things that everyone can get used to, especially as we get older. I want to say I read a report and after, after 40 or after, I want to say it's after 40, you start to lose like 10% of your muscle mass every year if you don't work out. So think about it. If you're you not, don't using, use it, you lose it. If you don't use it, you lose it. If you're not yeah. doing any type of resistance training, you're going to start getting weaker and, you know, lifetime getting any easier. Well, and but one thing that can make it easier is being stronger. It's, it's never a bad thing to be physically fit. It's never a bad thing to, to have some muscle mass and to be a little bit, you know, because well, let's look at the world. Look at what Florida just went through her, yeah. you know, hurricane Ian. What if you were extremely out of shape and, you know, if you, if you don't train, if you don't work out, that's okay. You know, we're here to help any way we can, but you know, these houses are flooding. What if you need to rescue your family? And it comes down to whether or not you can carry your 50 pound child a mile, whether you can pick up something that weighs a hundred pounds off one of your family members. You know, I know that sounds really, I know it sounds really extreme, but I can't tell you how many times in my life being physically fit has just helped me with small things that just came up out of nowhere that needed help yep yep and that's not even touching on the whole confidence side of things as well yeah. um well and, and again you know coming back to it uh to, to that that woman or that, that client of mine with the babies and whatnot she you know number one i got to tell her to give herself grace with this like you just had a baby like you've got a lot going on right now and you're crushing your sleep habits you're crushing your nutrition habits and everything else is on point for you right now so give yourself grace that you're not executing these workouts but if you're able to just add in these little bit of reps, these little sets in between all your chores that you're doing already, then you're going to feel better about you control the controllables. you got to win for yourself for that day. Going on a 15-minute walk, while it doesn't seem like a huge impact, mentally it is a big impact because you know that I didn't have time to do any of the workouts today, but I got in my 10 or 15-minute walk. And that's a big win for the day. And also, you know, tying into, uh, you know, your and I lifestyle, um, anytime I'm on a, on a consult call, if I can, I try to get home, get my dog, go on a walk and take that consult call. If I'm making a social media post, I'm usually trying to walk boss. It's killing two birds with one. It's killing three birds with one stone. I'm walking my dog, getting him exercise. I'm getting a post done or a call done or whatever it is I need to be doing. And I'm getting extra steps in and feeling better about it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And, and, you know, a lot of people, mornings are hard for them. So if you yep. can't get up, you can't walk in the morning usually dinner is everyone's biggest meal, 10 minute walk after dinner. It's going to help you digest everything. It's going to help the food move. It, it's going to make a big difference in the way you feel. So yeah, try, that, try that out. I'm sorry. Max just literally walked downstairs from waking up and he is naked from the waist down. He has a Hawaiian t-shirt on that says chill. And he, <laughs> he has his Mario hat on from last Halloween. Dude sounds like he partied hard last night. <laughs> We got Tatiana started decorating the house for Halloween. So he, oh God, he found his hat. It was hilarious. Get that man a cup of coffee. He needs to get his Saturday going. That's hilarious. Yeah, he needs it, man. That's great. So let's move on to our last one, which is protein. Eat more protein. The American diet, as much as people would expect it to be, is not mainly carbohydrate based. Over the last two decades, carbohydrate consumption has actually fallen while obesity has risen. So we can't blame carbs anymore. Majority of it is processed fat. The, the main American diet is, is loaded in fat. And a lot of times, you know, depending on the piece of meat you eat or the quality of it, like that McDonald's hamburger, you're probably getting more fat than you are protein out of the burger. You know what I mean? I don't know if you can really even call it a burger because it's probably not real. Um, but eating more protein, you know, I think we can aim for 
one gram per lean pound of body mass. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you know, let's say you have 20% body fat on you. What is that? 40 pounds. So shoot for like 160 grams of protein. You know, that's, that's not too much. Uh, I think you'd hit that easier than you think, especially if you throw a shake in here or there, but that is something that can really be a game changer. Um, what do you think? No, a hundred percent with that. Um, you know, start with where you, where you kind of are. I do have, uh, you know, some people when I create a diet plan, like this is ideally what, what you should be eating a day. Um, and some people are like, that's, I can't get in that much protein. Like, well, number one you can, but number two, we can back off this. We don't have to yeah. hit that. If you're used to 50 grams of protein a day, we don't need to go from 50 to 150 or 50. Yeah. You, you don't have to just go straight there. Gradually, 100%. gradually. And plus, if you're not used to doing that, it might be very, very difficult in terms of, you know, you're going to be super full with, with meals. If you're really used to under eating on protein. Um, so, you know, start with where you are, but gradually titrate it up to try to get to that number. Like Caleb said, um, you know, one, one, one gram per pound of lean body mass. So if you need to get to six or to 160 grams of, of, of protein, start with wherever you're at and then gradually get up there. And it's going to be a lot easier that way, but there's, there's so many different perks to, to, to getting that protein in. And to me, especially if you're looking at body composition, you're trying to improve that, which I feel like a lot of our listeners will be doing that is it's going to keep you satiated, which means you're going to be fuller with the more protein you're eating, and you're going to be less hungry to eat the extras, um, to, to snack more and to do things like that. I mean, the big difference, like you said, processed fats. I look at, you know, uh, easy example is, is a bag of Lay's potato chips. While there's a lot of carbs in that, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of trans fat, of, of saturated fat and things like that. And that's why you can eat a whole bag of Lay's and not feel impacted. But if you, if I gave you six ounces of lean chicken, you're going to be way fuller, way faster off that six ounces of lean chicken versus an entire bag of Lay's potato chips. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah. So really, you know, I would put onto that as well, just because the average American diet is also extremely under eating fiber. So if you compare those two things, get enough fiber and get enough protein, then you're going to be fuller for a lot longer. And you're not going to be nearly as hungry for all those little stack snack meals and things like that. And usually if you just start with that protein and prioritize that with a meal, then you're not going to overeat on the sides and things like that. So that's why like holidays for myself, I want to enjoy all those sides, but in the desserts and things like that, but I'm going to start with loading myself up on protein because that's going to fill me up the most. And it's, you know, one of the more important nutrients and then everything else comes after that. Yeah. A hundred percent. Now I'm a little different holidays. I don't care. Enjoy. I'm, I'm just going to eat. But, you know, if you go to a buffet with your family or something like that, the first plate should always be lean protein. Uh, usually I'll do lean protein, then a salad, and then all the junk. So I really am filling up. Yeah. Now, it, when you're getting the protein in it, it doesn't always have to be animal proteins. You know, people think, oh, I'm tired of chicken. Well, you know, there's chicken, there's beef, there's fish. You know, I love salmon. Uh, there's proteins in beans, there's proteins in cheese, there's protein in oatmeal, there's protein in peanut butter. Now let's clear this up. Peanut butter is a fat source, not a protein source because the Same highest micronutrient Same is fat. Oh, this drives yes. me crazy. People are like, oh, it's protein. I mean, yeah, but it's, it's a fat. Yeah. Um, now, so these things can add up a lot easier than you think. Now, another reason why protein is so important is because it can actually raise your metabolic rate, meaning it can make your metabolism faster. It protein is the building block of protein synthesis, you know, muscle building proteins. So as your muscles are breaking down, we need protein to help build those up. And protein is the only macronutrient that can be converted to glycogen through gluconeogenesis. So your body can actually break down protein and convert it to glycogen which is like basically what carbohydrates are and helps store it in the muscle. So if you're dieting, you're trying to lose weight, you're eating lower carbs, you eat a higher amount of protein, you're still going to get that carbohydrate kick. Now it's not going to be anything drastic, but it can still do it. So that's why, like when you see bodybuilders, you know, and they're, they're dieting hard and hard and hard, but they're still not that flat. Usually as their protein goes down, they'll tend to up or not their protein goes down as their carbohydrates go down they'll start to up the protein a little bit. And like you said, you stay satiated. Uh, it helps you stay a little fuller, helps you retain muscle a little more. So it really is kind of like, it's the king, man. You know, protein, every time I tell someone to go out, well, what should I do? What should I do? Protein first, 
Yep. Start with that. Work backwards. Like the wedding tonight, the first thing I do when I go to something like that, I look for the protein. And I try try to get the protein source first and then work around that. Because I try to, I myself, I'm a bigger guy. I try to hit at least 50 grams of protein per meal. meal. uh, And I eat six times a day. So if I'm going out, I'm thinking to myself, what will yield me 50 grams of protein? And then I go from there. That's a, I mean, that's, that's a great approach. Um, I think a, another important thing to, to, to do is, you know, keep protein sources on hand. Again, I mean, this comes with dieting in general. If you don't have the right foods on hand, if you don't have the right foods prepped, you're not going to adhere to anything because you're living in survival mode constantly with your food. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I like to have lean protein sources on hand. So I always got egg whites in the, in the fridge. I can cook those up really quick. I can if I need to just drink them, I'll get drink them, but that's not obviously for everybody. Uh, but you know, protein powder is obviously a good one. Just keeping these lean sources on hand. Um, you know, clients that are struggling to hit their protein goal each day, toss in an extra scoop of protein powder, you know, yeah. instead of doing four ounces of chicken, do five or six ounces of chicken and boom, you just bumped yourself up by about 15 grams of, of protein, just in adding a couple ounces of chicken or, or whatever the, whatever the protein source would be. Um, so there's, there's easy ways to do it, but again, you don't have to start zero to 100 gradually get there because again, when we're talking about our lifestyles, this is a a marathon, not a sprint. So you don't need to be perfect day one or week one or month one, just as long as you're being mindful of these things. And again, that's what kind of these low hanging fruit ideas are is, is not making a zero to 100 or, you know, 180 degree flip on your lifestyle. It's just starting with where you are. And adding in these very, very small things that will make you feel better. They're going to improve your self-efficacy and what you're doing and build up momentum. And then you can start getting into more and more deeper, uh, you know, changes with your lifestyle. But starting here is a very key thing. And the great thing with it, since this, you know, is about a family podcast as well, is, is doing this with your kids as well and teaching them the importance of doing these little things. And the younger they are, the more they can start seeing these and understanding these and just understanding this is how we live. Um, it makes it much easier. So then when they're a teenager, they already have some of these staple habits in place. And whenever they're 30, they don't have to come and, and talk to Caleb and I about joining, you know, our businesses. Instead, they know how to eat healthy. Or if you want to take it to the next level, you still can. Or, you, but, yeah, exactly. Come, come yeah. be a bodybuilder with us. Yeah. And, you know, so, some of the easiest way to get more protein in, you know, get some hydrolyzed beef collagen. Now, I say hydrolyzed beef collagen because I think normal collagen is crap. Uh, hydrolyzed beef collagen has been shown to actually help regrow cartilage. Uh, put it in your coffee. It's tasteless. Uh, if you drink, you know, iced coffee, uh, or if you don't mind drinking more, uh, like warm coffee instead of scolding hot coffee, you know, get some mocha protein or caramel latte protein. You know, when Tatiana first started her weight loss journey, uh, you know, she's done almost everything herself. The only thing I even helped her with in the re- beginning was I was like, Hey, just throw some of this uh, latte, whatever flavor protein it was in your coffee, 25 grams right off the bat. I think she dropped like 15 pounds in like a month, just, just by adding more protein. Um, so it's crazy what adding more can do. Um, now, now with, with all that being said, you know, there, there are a lot of things that go into a fitness journey. So if you're trying to make these adjustments, it marks and I, I mean, I know we talked about it before, but it's very important to talk to your family, to talk to your spouse, to talk to your kids. Because if this is a start of changing your life, changing habits, then they need to understand and they need to be on board because the worst thing that can happen is you making these decisions on your own, not telling anyone. And then six months down the road, you kind of get hooked on fitness and you're going to the gym, you're doing this, you're doing that. And and let's say your spouse is just not about that life. You know what I mean? Um, You know, like I said, earlier off, off podcast, uh, 75% of couples who go through a weight loss surgery end up divorced. Why? I mean, that's, that's a staggering number. Like my, my jaw literally dropped when I read that because it's such a drastic lifestyle change that the partner is not okay with because it totally changes the dynamic of the relationship. Um, and it doesn't end well, you know what I mean? So we have to think about that, you know, especially with couples, like they bond over food, so you, you have to set those, I guess, what am I looking for? The, the precedence? The, the, it, well, exactly. Just the, yeah. the expectations and just the, like, expectations. Again, there we go. Sorry. I'm a week out. So I'm like, yeah, I'm you're, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're doing great considering you're a yeah. week out and on like no carbs and two yeah. hours cardio. No, I got, I got 500 yesterday. Oh, there you go. Well, then you have no excuse. 
What are you doing over there? Hi, hi Nicole. I hear Nicole rumbling over there. No, the that's uh, or was that boss? I got a little like one of those little small windows because I'm in the basement right now. Uh, oh, it goes out to the backyard. So when he's out there for too long, he just wants to literally break through the window. I yeah. got a, I've got a, like a two and a half year old Rottweiler. He's like 110 he's, pounds, and when he massive. wants to come in, he's he's breaking down the house. But no, um, exactly, you hit the nail on the head with that communication. You know, I talk about this. I, I say it on a consult call with a client probably 10 different times, just how important their communication is. Number one with me as their coach, because the more, and especially when we're doing online training, I don't know what's going on in their life, except for what they're telling me what's going on in their life. Mm -hmm. So the, the more clear, the more honest they can be with that side of communications, we can always overcome anything. It's, I mean, it's just like my dad told me when I was a kid, if you ever make a mistake, if you ever need anything, it's better to come to me first and, yep. and, and, and explain whatever happened. And we can always figure out a solution. Uh, but if you're running from it, you're hiding from it, you're not, you're leaving details out that I don't have the clear picture and I can't do my job with it. But that really goes into apply with, with your family. Again, you know, making a lifestyle change, you've got to be a little bit selfish about this because you're trying to work on your own health. Now, ideally your family can be along with that. Um, and, and ultimately you're being the most selfless because you can give a better version of yourself to those around you when you are in a healthier state, when you're not having to take medications and go to the doctor and struggle and be in this terrible mindset all the time because you're not happy with your body, you're not happy with your weight or how you feel every day, your lack of energy. None of those things are giving anything positive to your family. So being selfish enough to take control of your own health is key. But again, having these conversations with those family members, you know, with your kids, if you're trying to make a change with your spouse or with your friends is a big thing as well. It's like, Hey guys, I want to see you. I want to do things. I don't want to lose this part of my life, but I'm also trying to make better choices. Now, obviously, if you go out to a restaurant, make a little better choices. Maybe instead of getting three drinks or maybe instead of getting three heavier sugar filled drinks, you stick with something a little bit cleaner. You stick with more straight alcohol if we're talking about alcohol here. And if you have not taken that out of what you're doing, uh, but doing those things, but communicating your purpose as to why and why it's important to you. If you leave that part out of the equation, people are more willing to try to derail you, not because they want to derail you, but because they want their friend to be able to do the things that they've always done with them or same thing with a spouse. Um, that's why, you know, it's important for me whenever I'm talking to a new client, trying to set up a consult call, if they're married or they're have a significant other of some sort, I ideally want to get them both on the call, even if the one person is the only one doing the plan with me, because I want to make sure the expectations are kind of set and make sure that there's that open dialogue about what we're doing, why we're doing it, why it's important, so that both parties in that situation can understand it. The My least favorite thing that I ever see is when one person in a relationship is working so hard to just better their, their confidence and their, and their body and their health and their significant other continues to try to derail that. They continue yep. to get frustrated. Why are we not going out to eat? Why are we not doing all these things we've always done? And I get that. I do get that. And I feel for that other person because they're not mentally ready to make that change. But you need to be supportive of that other person. So that supports a big, big piece with this. And that starts that communication. I, I have another client that when her, her uh, in-laws would come in town, she felt pressure to make these bigger dinners and eat more unhealthy and stuff like that. Or if they go over to see your, their in-laws, they were eating all this unhealthy food. And so she felt uncomfortable with that. Well, as soon as she had the conversation that I was, you know, um, encouraging her to have, the in-laws understood it and they wanted to support that. And they were trying to plan yep. their meals in a healthier manner when they would come over. And it's not a huge effort to do that, but you've got to have the conversation to make it happen. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I think, you know, if, if that's stuff you're struggling with, you know, come to Marcus, come to myself, like we can help you like, bring those talking points up or, or maybe honestly, you're just being really over the top and, and we'll tell you you're wrong. You know, you're in the wrong, but, but it's very important. And, you know, sometimes with your client, you know, it, it can be very, uh, culture dependent, uh, you know, like with Tatiana being Hispanic, um, I married into a Hispanic family, you know, and, and the Hispanic culture, it's, it's all food all the time. You know, that's every time you get together, it's food. That's how you show love food. And, you know, sometimes well, why aren't you eating uh you brought, what do you mean you brought your own food you know it's very hard so you have to have those conversations but you know for luckily for me it's just a very short time uh you know when i prep but even when it comes down to prepping you know i think it's very important to talk to your spouse you know when i want to pick out shows i don't just pick shows i i sit down and i talk to tatiana and i say this is when i think i want to compete this is the time frame um this is how long a prep i think i'll need what do we have going on and will this fit into our life you know what i mean and and 
what shows do we want to do? You know, because we'll use it as an excuse to travel. You know, we picked this Omaha show because of the zoo. So we can take Max and go to the zoo the next day. Mm -hmm. We picked Oklahoma City because we've never been to Oklahoma City. You know, originally we were going to compete at the Tampa Pro-Am because, hey, it's Florida. Let's go on vacation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it's very important to have these conversations because at the end of the day, when, when you make a fitness change or, or a lifestyle commitment, it's it doesn't affect just you. It, it affects your entire family. You know what I mean? Like. And that, and that doesn't have to be a bad thing, but it's probably going to be a bad thing if it's not communicated effectively at yes. the beginning, at the start. It, it can be It can be from time to time. You know, I, I remember when I first got into fitness, I was super hardcore, and I brought my own meal to Thanksgiving dinner, and I wasn't prepping. I was just being a Tupperware turd because I thought if I missed one meal, it was going to end my life. So, you know, don't be over the top. Like, you can still go out to eat. You can still make good choices, you know, like you said, like maybe if you if you really want that normal pop, you know, wait until your food gets there and then order it and you have one instead of three or four. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Have that cheeseburger, but have a side salad. Yeah. Have that steak, but maybe have French. You don't fries. have to go fully overboard. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be crazy. You know what I mean? So like you're still able to live a very normal life and yeah. make good decisions. I know. If I'm not in prep, we go to first watch every Saturday. And I know, oh, first watch is healthy. There, I mean, there's still a lot of unhealthy stuff. And I'm still slapping you know? pancakes that still have sugar with it and still have yeah, chocolate with yeah. it. And yeah. I have I have an egg white turkey omelet, and then I have some fruit, and then I have a chocolate chip pancake because I'm a child. You know what I mean? So it's like you gotta have those guilty pleasures, but you also have to know how to reel things in. And, well, you know, and 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 the last thing to bounce off that, and then we can come and wrap up because I know people they, they gotta get to work. If you're listening yeah, to this on your job to work, whatever. I got to I gotta get to work. I got I to gotta get there. Yeah. So I got to client a little bit. But the last thing I kind of want to leave off with, um, you know, clients will always say that or when, when, when we get on a consult call or something like that, they're like, okay, well, I got X, Y, and Z coming up over the next few months. You know, I don't know if now is a good time because I have these things coming up. Well, ultimately, just like having a kid, just like buying a house, just like doing Never a perfect big time. thing. There's and if you're waiting for a perfect time, you're never going to end up doing it. And ultimately what's going to happen is six months from now or six years from now, you're going to be like, well, I guess I should do it now because it's never going to be a perfect time. We're telling you that now. So cut that part out of your mindset with it, because ultimately what you're doing is just looking for an excuse mm -hmm. to not make some of these changes. And like we're telling you here with this low hanging fruit, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It can just be these small changes with it. But ultimately, like you're saying, you know, with the holiday meals, the family meals, the, the date nights out, like there's so many things built into our life into our week, into our month, into our year that we don't have a lot of control over. And even then you still have control over the choice that you're making, like Caleb has, has given a lot of good examples with. But ultimately, you know, when you're joining with, with Caleb Meyer, you're starting these changes. You don't have to be perfect on those times, but you should be controlling the other controllables within your week. And then that one or two cheat meals you have out, that one or two family events that you have out, they're not going to throw you way off as long no. as you lock back in the following day. So I always talk about it, you know, I want to eat out on Friday night when I'm seeing friends or, or taking my wife out on dinner. That's when I want to prioritize my worse or, you know, less good. Worser. My, my less That's good. That's a school teacher. I'm, yeah, it is. Yeah, he's a gym teacher. I teach, I teach PE. Yeah. I, I don't teach a lot. I do a lot of math stuff in my gym. I don't do a whole lot of grammar stuff. Uh, but no, so I'm going to make my worst choice at that point. So why would I do it on a Tuesday or Wednesday night when I'm just eating by myself? You know, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. Why waste a cheat meal when I'm just on the road? I want yep. to do that when it makes sense to do no. so. So if schedule, I'm controlling, schedule it. yeah, if I'm controlling my week and controlling all the controllables, you know, as best that I can, then those few times I can't really control a whole lot, it's not going to be a big deal. But well, here's the a, thing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, if you had a horrible week of all these choices and then you have that to cap it off, well, you just had a terrible week yeah. and you need to give yourself grace and move on from it. But Usually for the average person, especially without a coach with the accountability side of things, is you're going to fall right back in that same pattern come Monday. And now one week just turned into two bad weeks, two weeks just turned into two bad months. So it's about controlling the controllables and locking right back in as soon as you can. Yeah. Well, you know, you schedule that and you look forward to it. Yep. And I, I don't want to say it's a reward, but, you know, I, I eat 42 meals a week. If I eat two of those off plan, I'm still a 95% on my meal plan. I'm an A student. You know what I mean? So I, I just had this with a client. He, you know, he has this cheat meal and this is two out of four weeks now that 
he eats and then he like his cheat notes just sets him off and he, and he can't stop. It turns and that it, switch on. Yeah. And it rolls into the next day. So we had two options there. Take his cheats away and make it more restrictive, which is even more of a bad habit because when he gets it, it's going to be more. Yeah. Instead, we gave him another cheat. So we gave him a cleaner cheat, which, like I said, a steak and fry, a steak and potato, uh, a cheeseburger and a salad, a sushi meal, Chipotle, something not as deep fried. You know what I mean? I, I kind of gave him parameters like I don't want it to be heavy ladled with fat. We're not having two two full pizzas. Two full pizzas. Week. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then he can have his one dirtier cheat. And, and you know, maybe his calories will have to come down or his cardio will have to go up a little bit to help offset that. But like mentally, he needs that to help him stick to the plan. And and that's okay. And guess yeah. what? He's not stepping on stage. He doesn't want to step on stage. So guess what? It's not the end of the world. Now if Marcus, if I'm prepping Marcus and he comes to me and he's like, I had a cheat and I went crazy. I'm literally gonna look at him and tell him to stop being a piece of shit and get, yeah. his, get it together. Yeah. Because we don't have time for this. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, clients pop, need different yeah, gym pop person, like you, you can't do that. The reason you know? why that client in particular, and the way we can sign off is the reason why he's gonna be successful is because not because of the extra cheat meals, but because he communicated what's going on in his life to his coach and didn't run from the fact that he had a bad weekend, but instead, you know, approached it head on. I had a couple extra cheats this weekend. Where do I go from here? And then, yeah. and then as a coach, you're able to make that, that adjustment that maybe he not, might not have understood. Maybe he would have went into Monday and just said, I'm going to fast all day and not eat. And yeah. it's overcorrection. We don't need to do overcorrection. we got to talk about it and figure out the best plan of action. Well, and that's why you need the, the right questions on your, on your update so, docs. You know what I mean? Yep. He said he, he went off the hinges again. So that prompted me to say, hey, what makes you do this? When you sit down and think about it, why, when you have a cheat meal, can you not just stop? And then it, it sits him and forces him to sit there and think, do some self-reflection and, and that'll do a lot to a person, you know? So sometimes as a coach, you just need to ask the right question. Yep. And why is our most, almost our most important question we can ask. Yep. Hey, hey you want to say hi? Yeah. Come here. Hi. What's up, Max? Say good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Max, so, I'll see you at the gym in like 20 minutes. So I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, I, I, you know, I think that's good for today. Yep. Um, you know, you can find Marcus on IG thriving lights fitness. Um, if you want to get a hold of him, I, you have a website too, right? Thriving Yeah. It's more of a landing page. I don't do a whole lot on there, but, but yeah, I mean, IG, um, and I actually just set up a link tree with all of our links to, uh, in, in all my bios for all of our podcasts and where you can find all that. So Spotify, Apple, Dude, you um, are so i need to do that and so youtube smart. as well yeah do that it's a free account you might as well yeah yeah no that's great yeah you can find him there uh, you can find me on my instagram uh blank slate fitness underscore 91 uh if you're interested in checking out the gym in overland park it's body shop you know body shop gym and personal train or just body shop gym and training on ig you know send me a dm let us know if you guys need anything from us and until next time we'll see you soon yes yes hey, bye. You guys bye. have a good day have a good day <laughs> All right, see you guys. See ya.